used to only speak about my struggles. I used to only talk about my family because I struggled with the fact that what I plan can fumble. So I blame my situation on my childhood troubles. Mama, I'm so sorry I was doing what I did. I guess I was upset when you ain't show up to my gigs. I'm trying to start a brand and have a future for my kids. Coming wild from you, either die alone or make it big. Yeah, I used to think of rapping as a part time. He starts a suicide, so follow me when I get offline. Alright, hello. Welcome to episode 12 of the Wrestling Tonight Podcast. I'm your host, Blake. And I know I put out some things on social media the last couple of days on what this podcast is going to be about. But after deciding in the big breaking news yesterday, we're going to sit down and talk about that. First, before that, I just want to give a shout out to Apollo. He just dropped a new album today. As of June 28th, it's called I Don't Want to Go Outside. He's part of the Spectators Collective. He's the one, or they are the ones that I've been getting the music from, been using Packy and Apollo from that most of it. So when you guys ever get a chance, go check them out. Again, new album, just came out today. Really good. Give it a listen. So anyways, get in the news. Reported yesterday by Sports Illustrated. That Paul Heyman and former Raw GM Eric Bischoff are going to be in charge of running Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. That's very big news right there. Because if you remember, who was in charge through the early 2000s up until the mid-2000s? It was those two men right there. But the roles were reversed. One was on Raw. The other one was on SmackDown. Paul Heyman ran SmackDown. SmackDown grew to be this big show. And they slowly started tearing it down. Because Raw is meant to be the A show. So now they come at it. Roles are reversed. And this was some big ploy out of WWE to get something going here. Because they needed this. They needed to have people involved. They needed to get the right minds back here. So, who are they turned to is Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. So, this is right from the WWE website. The article that was released yesterday explaining what's going on. So, they're both executive directors. Directors. So... In their executive roles, Heyman and Bischoff will oversee the creative development of WWE's flagship programming and ensure integration across all platforms of line of business. The creation of their roles further establishes WWE's ability to continuously reinvent the global brand while providing two distinct creative processing for their flagship shows. Then goes on and gives a little bit of their backgrounds of the two. If you watch this product long enough, you know the background of these two. But, that's big. We've known last few years or so, WWE's been struggling with creative. Dean Ambrose's uh, podcast, on a Talk is Jericho, he expressed how bad the creative process is right now. Reports going on backstage on how bad the process is right now that no one knows what's going on. 
It's a week-to-week basis. Vince comes in, changes the show how he wants it, and they go on from there. But now, we have two guys that have been in the business a long time. One guy created ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, and brought it to the heights. Brought it to mainstream. Brought it the third brand, essentially, in professional wrestling in the late 90s. Brought the names of people like the Dudley Boys, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, people like them. Then the other guy partly ran WCW. WCW Monday Night Nitro, biggest thing out in the late 90s until WWE overran him and then eventually bought him out. But those are two thorns in Vince McMahon's side. So then what happens? Later on, he comes, Paul Heyman joins the creative process and he's a announcer for SmackDown Live, or SmackDown at the time. Him and Taz going, talking all the way until he starts becoming an advocate. And then he always still had the creative process. And then he turned to Ronda Rousey when she came in. He was helping her write promos. Then he had people like CM Punk, Curtis Axel, who was also Paul Heyman's guys. Cesaro turned in to be one. He slowly started building this. And then Brock Lesnar came back and it disappeared. As for Eric Bischoff, guy ran WCW, Monday Night Nitro. He had NWO, Sting, the Cruiserweights, Guerrero, all these guys, Jericho, that came through. But they eventually fizzled out because WWE was getting just hotter and they couldn't contain it anymore. WCW is the reason why AEW is on TV. Or is going to be on TV. All because of WCW and the rivalry they created and the ratings that were brought. TNT wants to recapture that. Ted Turner wants to be a part of that once more. So now, WWE gets to jump on them for end of June now. So we have four months, three months essentially, till October. Until AEW hits live TV. Until SmackDown Live goes to Fox. So what's going to be the... Are they going to be on TV? Are they just going to be in the creative? Are we not even going to see them on TV? What's going to happen with them? A lot of questions with this, but... I know sitting down, this is just game changing. Now... From starters, we got a list of demands that we need to be taken serious. And we'll start right off with the brand split. So right after uh, WrestleMania, Roman Reigns wanted to come back to Raw. And he said he was showing up no matter what. By his word, he showed up. But that created the Superstar Shakeup. And not the Superstar Shakeup, I'm sorry, the Wild Card Rule. The wild card rule was put into place to have people from Raw go to SmackDown, people from SmackDown to go to Raw. And at first, yeah, great, this is a fun thing. 
And then week after week after week and then after week and after week and after week and then months now. It just hinders the process here. We got people like Bailey fighting Alexa Bliss from Raw for the SmackDown Women's title. You got the Usos fighting the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. Which was for the title and it turned out to not be for the titles. Currently you have Samoa Joe of Raw attacking Kofi Kingston. The SmackDown Live WWE Champion. Like what's all this for? I was all for the file card rule. But now after sitting down and watching it and just seeing it doesn't provide any storylines. Nothing to fight over. It just hurts it. The only good thing about it that's came is the 24-7 title. And I could be honest with you, not many people are still happy about that just because the way it looks. But I don't know. That's for starters right there. So to get rid of that rule and to bring the brand split back to what it needs to be. What it was in 2016 when it was hot as can be. What it was in 2017 when it was still had the steam rolling. But then 2018, it started to fizzle out. Raw was taking too many SmackDown Live's characters. They were hurting it. Gender becomes champ. And then matchups we already seen before. But this was big this year. Because AJ Styles and Roman Reigns switched. Two big stars who fought everyone that I can see on these two shows. And what have we got in the last three months? Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. It's just terrible. So for second, is to get more people involved. We have women's tag champs, the Iconics. One, I don't even remember when they won a match. Two, I don't even remember when the time they even defended the titles. These are two chicks I wanted to have the titles. They deserved it. But... Lately, it just been wasted. And we've seen that a few weeks ago with the Raw Tag Champs. Hawkins and Ryder. They won them at WrestleMania and they just disappeared. They're, they weren't even on TV for three weeks' time. They were just gone. The Revival went back. That's good. Get Tag Team Wrestling involved again. Because AEW, that's their focal point with the Young Bucks. And they want to continue that. So, third is let's get these cruiserweights going. If we're going to have a brand split, 205 Live needs to be their own brand, which they are. So, what does that mean? Is they can show up on both shows if granted, if given the opportunity. We could have new tramp, Drew Gulak, go on and fight. Finn Balor on SmackDown Live. We could have Tony Nese go on to Monday Night Raw in a fight Apollo Crews. We could have these matches just shift the landscape a little bit. And yes, this goes back to the wild card rule here. Is it was just between SmackDown Live and Raw. But 205's floating around here. Or get them back on Raw like they were. Have them have segments on Raw to get the show going. 
switch it up a little bit. Something new to get this rivalry back on track between the two brands, which is what we want, which is what sells, which what creates more stars. More than that is just get the fans interested again. I sent out a tweet uh, a couple days ago. I went back and watched WrestleMania 17. Just skimming through it. Turned on to watch the match. Triple H versus The Undertaker. And my God was that crowd just electric. And we could tell you right now in today's world. Today's world of professional wrestling. Is... These guys are a lot more talented in the ring than they were 20 years ago. The only problem is between here and now is they don't have a gimmick. They just come out here and they're a professional wrestler and that's it. And we need something more with that now. So maybe this gets the branch split going. You get more gimmicks. You get people like No Way Jose involved. You get people like Elias. When the hell Bray Wyatt ever shows up again? Whatever show he's going to be at. Gimmicks sell. There's a good buddy that I listen to called the Fans Podcast. His thing, mask sells. People like Rey Mysterio, Kalisto, Sin Cara. They sell because they wear a mask. Kids want to wear a mask. They sells New Day. New Day sold cereal. New Day sold shirts like crazy because they swapped them. There are John Cena shirts coming up in the mid-decade here. As they just went crazy. The Unicorn. That was a big favorite of them. It's You got to get more stuff involved. Stone Cold had a middle finger, foam finger. You will not get by in today's world with that. And that's something that WWE needs to figure out. I'm not even saying get the edgier product going again. I'm just saying get these fans involved. Get them stuff. Instead of just signs. Foam fingers. Headgear. Roman Reigns vest. Roman Reigns glove. AJ Styles gloves. Finn Balor jackets. Demon paint. I don't know if it's the product. But it's more to blame on the fans as well. To not come in and be interested. You watch crowds like. Give a NXT takeover. They're electric. They're on fire. With what is going on. And they, they could probably be two sticks. Wrestling in the ring. And the crowd's going to give it their all. But if it was a WWE match and two uh, people fighting like that, they wouldn't give a damn. You put Gargano and Adam Cole, say at a Survivor Series, the crowd's not going to be interested the same as it was NXT. I don't know what it is, or if there's just these anti-WWE people coming to these shows and just ruining it, but Seth Rollins is the prime example. Seth Rollins is the universal champ. He's your fighting champion. He comes in every single day. Does what he needs to do. And then so. 
but then every time he has a match, the crowd turns. Crowd boos. And I see many people blame Baron Corbin, but Baron Corbin is a heel. Baron Corbin is one of the hottest heels in all of wrestling. He's one of the best heels in this decade. And people need to recognize that. He's like a 2015 Rollins. He's like a mid-2000s Randy Orton. He's just arrogant heel. But what he does the best is he does it with a smile on his face and people hate that. You watch him in the ring, he's good in the ring. He can move around quick, he hits good, he hits hard. The end of days is one of the best finishers in WWE right now. But people aren't interested, and when people aren't interested, they boo. And not only do they boo, they'll chant CM Punk, they'll chant AEW, they'll chant any little thing in between. The main event of the week go now on stopping grounds yeah it wasn't the best those guys could deliver more but it was a storyline it was what we are getting at your next pay-per-view at extreme rules tag team match both titles on the line Lacey Evans did a hell of a job as a special guest referee and I mean that's probably one of the more entertaining you'll ever see Becky Lynch came out and made the save. You never see a woman wrestler coming out making the save. And then that was it. But people didn't like it because of drug on, because of the two boring people, because they quote unquote can't wrestle, and everything else in between. So this is what I'm saying now. I don't know when Heyman and Bischoff are going to take over, but... The fans better be supportive. The fans better take charge in this. Because if the fans don't take charge, this product's going to go down the drain. And not will it only hurt WWE. It will hurt AEW. It will hurt Ring of Honor more. It will hurt every little promotion in this country. All the reason why I'm not saying New Japan is because they have their own fan base. They are grown in Japan and they stay in Japan. And when they come over here, you hardly hear when they're over here. So with that being said, episode 12 is wrapping up now. We are officially live on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you want to listen to me at. I appreciate it. Be on YouTube. They always go up on YouTube. I'll never deny you guys of that. Twitter at WT underscore podcast underscore Instagram at wrestling tonight podcast all one word but yeah I'm your host Blake episode 12 is a wrap I'm out peace So I still work every night until the sun up And I used to have to worry if somebody's finna 